pray. Oh God, show us once again what it means to follow you, and then help us, oh God, to follow in that way. Amen. This morning we begin our season of Lent with the story of Jesus being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. This morning I'd like to look a minute for, at the nature of temptation, not just for Jesus in our story, but for us as well. I looked up the definition of temptation in the big dictionary, 2,000 pages um, dictionary that it's in my office. And the first definition for temptation was the act of testing or trial. And that's interesting because the word devil used here is diabolos in our scripture. And that means tester or accuser or adversary. I'd like to suggest that temptation involves our being tested and put on trial to be someone other than who we are. A lot of times we see temptation as being encouraged to do something that we shouldn't do. And while that's true, we really don't know what we should or shouldn't do until we know who we are. Let me offer up a few examples to kind of explain what I mean. I'm Scott. I'm married to Beth. That makes me her husband, and that's who I am. And because of who I am, I shouldn't get online to one of those dating things and try to get me a date. That's something I shouldn't do. Now, no, I'm not tempted to do that. I'm just saying that's something I shouldn't do. <laughs> However, let's say that I'm Scott, and for some reason, uh, Beth hadn't come along and uh, swept me off my feet, and I was single. Then maybe one of those, perhaps, those sites or whatever it is they do to get dates, uh, maybe that would be okay. Maybe. In other words, uh, I decide what I should do based on who I am. Another example, I have a friend back home, her name is Julie. Julie found out about a month ago that she is a diabetic. And because now being a diabetic is part of who she is, Julie has to make very different decisions on what she should and should not eat because of who she is. A last example, and this one's for our Girl Scouts, and I'm grateful that y'all are here today. I looked up the Girl Scout law, and here's what it says, and boy, it's long. I will do my best to be honest and fair, friendly and helpful, considerate and caring, courageous and strong, and responsible for what I say and do to respect myself and others, respect authority, use resources wisely, make the world a better place, and be a sister to every Girl Scout. Now this law reflects who you are as a Girl Scout. So if you're being tempted to be dishonest or unfair and unfriendly and unhelpful, inconsiderate and uncaring, well, we could say a lot of things about you if you did that. One thing, we could say you're not a really nice person. But mostly, we can say that you're being tempted to be someone other than who you are. as a Girl Scout because that is who you are. Here's my point, when we consider temptation, we first must remember who we are. In this story today that Jarrah read for us, Jesus being tempted to be someone other than who he is, 
As we come to that story, it begins by saying that Jesus was full of the Spirit and he had come from the Jordan, the Jordan River. He had come from the Jordan River because he, right before that, he had been baptized in the Jordan River. And the story says that when he went down into the water, when he was baptized, uh, a, the a dove descended, uh, some, the Spirit descended like a dove. <laughs> I do that a lot. I just mess things up. The Spirit descended like a dove on him, and then a voice from heaven said, You are my son, the beloved, and with you I am well pleased. That's the voice from heaven. So when Jesus leaves from that baptism and goes into the desert, to the wilderness, he knows who he is. He is the loved son of God. And then 40 days later, going without food, we read that he's famished, of course. The devil comes to him to tempt him or to test him. That word, well, I've said it means adversary or accuser. This adversary of Jesus knew that Jesus was the Son of God. Now, in each of the temptations, the, the devil says, if you are the Son of God, but that word translated if there means he assumes that he is. In other words, a better translation might be since. Since you are the Son of God. And then he tempts him three different times on what kind of son of God he's going to be. Now if we think about just those temptations apart from anything else, we could come up with some really good reasons why they are good things. Turning stones to bread, for instance. Can you imagine? Well, of course Jesus was famished. He instantly could relieve his hunger, but also imagine the good he could do by turning stones to bread for other people. Jesus is offered the opportunity to, to claim glory and authority throughout the world. Imagine the good that Jesus could set up if he had all the world's glory and all the world's authority. And then that last one where he's tempted to, to he, he's up at the top of the temple wall to jump off. Can you imagine if folks saw that? How they would run around. Imagine if, if we had Facebook back then and somebody took a picture of that. How viral that video would be of Jesus jumping off and him being rescued. You see, in and of themselves, these temptations, they can seem to be good things. So why does Jesus say no? Because these temptations are all testing him to be someone other than who he is. The loved son of God. Rather than satisfying his hunger by his own means... He chooses to remain empty and to trust that God would provide in God's own way. And that trust in God to provide will go with Jesus all the way to the cross. Rather than accept glory and authority, Jesus says no. He's tempted with power and fame and importance. And instead he chooses humility and powerlessness. He chooses to reject power, and that will go with Jesus all the way, again, to the cross. When he's tempted to jump off the temple wall and call on God to rescue him, he's tempted to, to tell God, God, put a protective shield around me so nothing bad will happen to me. Instead, Jesus says no. He chooses a life that will trust that God's presence will go with him, 
Even in times of frailty, even in times of harm, even as he goes to the cross, Jesus trusts that God will go with him. Jesus was tempted to be someone other than who he is. And he rejected it. Instead, he chose to trust that God would provide, that God would lead, that God would be present with him no matter what. And as we consider what it means for us to be tempted, we need to remember, first of all, just who we are. Yes, there are many layers of who we are. For instance, just I'll just pick on me again. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I'm a son. I'm a friend. I'm a citizen. There's many different aspects of who each of us are in life. However, at the base, at the core of who we are, all of us are loved children of God. Wednesday night, we had our Ash Wednesday service as we entered into this season of Lent. We took on ashes and we were reminded to remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Repent and believe in the good news. Each of us is dust. But we are dust that has been breathed into life and breathed into the God's spirit and we have been made as God's loved children but we also know that even though we are God's loved children, the time of our lives here on this earth is limited. Someday we will return to dust, at least on this earth. But while we're here, we're called to be by our creator God, to be who God made us to be, loved children of God. And for us who confess Christ as Lord, we say that we know how we are to be loved children of God by the way that we follow in the way of Jesus. Here's a couple of examples of what I mean to be tempted to be other than the God's loved children shown us by Jesus. We see on TV, we hear all over the media and in life all around us that life is really just about me. The goal of life is to get all that I can while I can get it in whatever way I can get it and then we can do whatever we want to do with whatever we have because it's mine and it belongs to me. We're being tempted to be other than who we are because we know in the example of Jesus that life is anything but just about me. And life is even more than just about those who are me or like me or who think like me or look like me or act like me. So when we want to ignore people because they're different, we want to put down others because how they look or dress, when we want to refuse to care about people that we don't know who are in need, we know we're being tempted to be other than who we are because we know that God would have us love and care for these loved ones who are also loved children of God, no matter who they are. One of the things we do during the season of Lent is this prayer of confession. It's a time when we pray out loud that we're not always being who God's made us to be, in other words, we have fallen for the temptation to be other than who God wants us to be. You saw that prayer in the bulletin. We prayed it together. 
I invite you to do something for a moment. Then I'll sit down after I explain what I'm inviting all of us to do. Here's how that prayer begins. Most merciful God, we confess that we've sinned against you in thought and word and deed by what we've done, by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with all our heart. We've not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Now I'd have a stop for a moment and think about this. Ben, you got the... What is something that I have done or something that I've not done and should have done in the past few days that had me acting and doing in ways other than who I am? What are some specifics you might put behind that? And then if we kept reading in the prayer of confession, it says this, We are truly sorry. We humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. I want to focus on that word repent there. Repent means more than just feeling bad about something we've done. Repent means to do something different. Being the next one. Here's our question. What might I do differently so that I won't do what I did when we answered number one, in other words, I'm going to give you a moment. What's something you've done to be other than who you are as God's love child? And then what can you do differently to help repair that and not be that in this week? I hope in this time you have found something that you might not do or might do in this coming week. Now let us stand for our hymn of invitation and dedication.